Hi. Hi. We are your hostesses with the mostesses. Your favorite living gal pals. Miss Avocado. And Wanda Gag. Mm. Hello. Hi. Hello, hello. Hi, long time no see. Long time no see. This, oh, this is kind of awkward, but I left a sock at your house and it's a little crusty. Might have to stop by and get it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what just happened. For no other reason than I need another pair of socks. Ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Hi. podcast. Hi. <laughs> How are you? You can't answer. We're but, good. We're good. <laughs> Um, podcast has taken a bit of a hold just because of all the live things happening again. Oh my Stuff goodness. Stuff has opened up. Wanda and I are vaccinated. And we are going to the shows. We've been going to work at the saloon oh. every Thursday. Yeah, nearly every Thursday now. Um. Such a fun time. So good. Group of like 12 tops performers. 12 tops are all performing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Hosted by the lovely cast of, of uh, Saloon. Usually hosted by Slaymetha Fox. Sometimes by... Azalea Cruz. Azalea Cruz. Sasha Cassadine. Sasha Cassadine. And lots of guest judges, which has been Julia so Julia Starr. Cool. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Julia Starr. Icon. 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 Uh, uh. Um... And Anyways, yeah. that's been us. So we figured we talk a little bit about live drag show etiquette, whether you're the performer, whether you're watching. I figured it's an important topic because no one's been to live events in a while. Yeah, it's so like, you know, we're all getting out of quarantine, so we're just kind of a little weird all yeah, around. A little different. I don't know about you, but I've forgotten completely how to interact with humans. Uh, I know how to interact with my cats real well. Uh, and even they've been telling me that you've been a little off lately, so... I thought Rengar was acting weird! <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, so, live shows are a lot of fun. Live shows are so live shows much fun. are way more fun than fucking digital shows. Let me just put that out there. Let me just put that out there. All of, uh, can I get an amen from all the drag queens listening? Drag Ooh. kings, drag performers listening. Jesus Christ. Ooh. As a quarantine queen myself, <gasps> I got, like, five live shows... In an entire year. So this is amazing. Yeah. This has been so much fun. Um, the ability to just keep trying out new numbers and keep practicing and just like make a few dollars here and there and just keep going. Amazing. Okay, yeah. that's that's the real boon of just live shows. It's just being able to go out on stage and then receive feedback from the audience who is reacting oh, to you oh, live. Yes. Which is non-existent for, non-existent. Uh, digital. for digital shows. Because you might like what? Get maybe two dollars. One from your mom, and then one from some rando that liked you, or maybe another drag friend. Maybe the most I've made off a digital show was like five dollars, so that was great. That was great. That was great. Yeah, loved that. Um, no, it's so nice, and to feel like the audience reaction, and just uh, I've made so many. I'm gonna call them friends. I've met a lot of people after shows and during shows. It's so fun just getting to meet people while you're in drag and be like, hello. Hello. It's me, the woman. The woman. The only woman. <laughs> the only woman that is in this club tonight. Headline, Wanda Gag becomes the first woman ever. Wow. It's wow. me. But no, it's just meeting people during the show, after the show. Um, talking backstage. Talking backstage. Lovely. So good to see everyone. I, like, yeah, I don't know. That first show that we, when we got back to work at the saloon, and it was just... Uh, it was like a family reunion. It really was because we saw we saw Genesis there. We saw we saw Ms. Diagnosis. Diagnosis. We saw Megan the Manager. Mr. There, Mom. Mr. Mom. We saw oh, just so many pistachio. Pistachio. Do it for her. Oh, do it for her. <laughs> we for those of you who don't know, uh, Wanda had a little bit of a drag drawing face before she got into drag. Mm-hmm. She was just drawing drag queens from the Twin Cities, and she was drawing a big one of Pistachio because she was going to do this big series of like big painted portraits of drag queens. And so she has this grid outlined uh, photo of Pistachio in her little in her little floral garden hat and her little black bob, looking like uh, a glamorous Muppet. And <laughs> hand on chest, and like uh, she never, Wanda never finished this painting. No. But this a reference image has been staying on our corkboard because we are terrible at exchanging stuff on our corkboard. So she's just been our little motivational poster. And every time I see her, I say, "Do it for her. Do it for her." Oh, she's watching. She's watching over us. Uh, uh. Um, no, live <laughs> shows and seeing people has been so much fun. So fucking fantastic. Oh just my gosh. And also just to ask people how they're. The, the flow of a backstage uh, 
of, of backstage just talking is just so easy. It's just like, oh my God, you look so great tonight because usually everybody looks fucking fantastic. Everyone you, looks so good. And if they don't look good, you just don't say nothing. Exactly. And, or you just say you look good anyway because whatever, we're all performing here. Nobody needs them nerves. First tip of backstage etiquette. Be nice to everyone. Be nice to everybody. Whether you like them or like what they're doing, be nice. No matter how long people have performed, people are nervous. And it's just nice to hear validation from your other performers like, oh, I like... I like blah about you. I don't know your outfit, your, your eyes. Just find something. Something. Just try your best. Yeah. And like, and then you just ask them, "Oh, what number are you doing tonight?" Yeah. Just uh-huh. talk to people. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. Well, I mean, like, just talk to people about like specifically their drag. That's a, that's an easy, easy like connector right there. That's the second one. Um, talk to people. No one likes that person sitting alone in the corner, like not talking to anyone. What was the first one? The be first nice. one is be nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one is talk to people. Talk to If you're people. sitting alone in the corner, I'm, I'm like, a little nervous. I'm like, who is that? What, what, what's, your, what's your deal? And on one hand, like, you get that, like, vibe of, like, oh, who's that mysterious stranger in the corner? But, like, also, most of most people will just kind of think you're, like, oh, okay, they don't want to talk to any They're of us. They're too cool for us. They're too cool for us. So... Um, especially if you don't know someone, introduce yourself. Which, you're not too cool for us, you're doing drag, loser. So, <laughs> get in the social van, babe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been so fun backstage, and, uh, I think, like, the last little bit of feedback is just, like... What? That's feedback, but, like, the last tip is just, like, don't sweat it. Oh, my goodness. Like, so many of these shows are, like, open stages or whatever, and it's, yeah, it's competitive, but oh my goodness, do not sweat the little things. Like what? Like if your performance doesn't go well. Like Oh, okay. Just like chill. Just enjoy okay. you got the opportunity okay. to perform. Let me rephrase that. Uh okay. like, it's like no matter how you do, you still did it. You still did it, and that takes guts. Cause like, yeah, it's easy to say don't sweat it, but like, you know, shit happens out there that we're not proud of sometimes. Like, I don't know, you fucking flub your reveal completely. Yeah. Or, or you spend like uh, 20 seconds looking for the zipper on your goddamn reveal. Or like, <gasps> you contemplate ripping it off. off. Your shoes fall off, your tits fall your off. Your tits fall off. Like, there's so many things that happen, and as long as you're just like, you know, you, you realize what happened. You accept it, and you move on, and you don't let that out on anyone else. There have been people that have been, like, just, well, specifically one, recently, that uh, was just pissed, and then just stormed out, and was rude to other performers as they were storming out. Just don't do that shit. Yeah, just... No matter what happens out there, we are all performers. Yeah, and no one backstage or on stage is really responsible for what happened to you, usually. And I guarantee everybody backstage and on stage and wherever has had that same goddamn night. Exactly. So don't... Don't let it ruin a whole thing for you. I have a I have one word in reference to myself. Raining men. Raining Don't ask men. me about it. But like, <laughs> it happens. It, it happens, happens to the best of us. Yeah. It's And so, yeah. The ultimate goal for going to live shows is just to make friends. Oh my gosh, and have fun. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. A lot of shows are competitions. Because a lot of venues feel like competitions are a good draw for an audience. Which they're kind of right. They're kind of right. Because if it's a competition and it's like vote by applause, yay, then like they're going to bring their friends. Absolutely. And then some of those people, some of those performers might bring a lot of their friends to stack the audience. I don't know what heinous bitch would do that. I don't know. Uh, Me either. I don't know. (laughs) Who would be wicked? Uh, um, But it's a great way for the bar to make money. So like, you know, inviting friends and whatever. Yeah. Um, But... Other than that, just going out and talking to random patrons. Oh my goodness. Get into your drag character, babe. And if your character's you, then you better be the best you you can be. True. Get out there, meet people. My favorite thing is when you go up and you find some random twink and you're like, hi, how's it going? And they're like, oh my god, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, oh my god, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyways, um, follow was, me on Instagram. There was, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was, always get that follow, babe. Always absolutely. get that follow. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, definitely. What's your handle? And I'll be like, here it is. Boom. You secured it. Boom. Or sometimes you just meet really nice, drunk ladies at the bar who are just like, oh my god, you're gorgeous. You're like prettier than me. And we're like, I know, that's my job. Yeah. But like, like, oh my god, there was this one girl. I was not even in drag that night. I, we just came to support people. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was Dexterity and Gemini that were at the bar. Oh, yeah. And I was just there, like, in boy clothes. Mm-hmm. And, like, this woman next to me was like, 
eyeing around me and just like looking, staring at Gemini and Dex up and down. And then she's like, all right, this is for my drink, she says to the bartender. (laughs) And then she's like, and then this is for those two lovely creatures over there. And she just pulls out two fucking tens. Uh, And I'm like, oh my God. I should have been there that night. Uh. Not not that this will happen often, but schmooze. Schmooze. Find out what happens, babe. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you you might meet the nicest drunk woman of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, also, if you're in the mood to drink, and if you like drinking, uh, walk around in drag. People will buy you drinks. Um, for the finale for work last week, I had, like, three or four rounds of shots bought for me by random people. Maybe not random. I kind of knew them. But, like, it was surprising that everyone wanted to buy me shots. And I mean, even, like, acquaintances. Like, these were people that we met, like, last time we were at Lush. Oh. L- not Lush. Saloon. <laughs> oh, sorry. I swore on on uh, on tape. Bleep that. Bleep. Anyways. Yeah, no, we like a, a friend that we made the week before, like bought you, bought us all shots. Yeah, or like this one guy that we know has, he brought like a friend, and that friend bought us shots, and I was like, okay, I guess okay. So we kind of lost, um, we kind of lost track of how many points we were making about this. So I hope y'all absorbed something. But Absolutely. The bottom line is drag is the business of making friends. Absolutely. And now for all the people in the audience, real quick. Tip money, don't touch people, um, and tip more money. Oh, also have fun. Also have fun. That's like the fourth rule, but like, you know, remember the first three first, and then like, you know, feel how you feel after that. Anyways. Did I mention tip money? Yeah, tip money. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Live drag is back, baby. Yeah. Should we talk about etiquette? Like, in terms of like, if you're in the audience? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I have a couple points. There is actually some, there, yes. Yes. One. One to go up. Uh, not that it's happened to me, but don't ever boo. And on top of that, if you see a queen flailing, flopping, and not doing well, cheer her on anyways. Or whoever they are. Just cheer this performer on. If they're having a bad time, please mm-hmm. do not sit there awkwardly. And just stare. And just stare. Baby, she needs that applause now more than ever. Like, they Wardrobe malfunctions? It. Just go fucking... Even if it doesn't make sense with the narrative of the song. Like, if if there's a wardrobe malfunction, just cheer. Just go for it. Oh, my It'll goodness. It'll fuel them. It will revive them. If they fall, fuel them. Just cheer. Because I have fallen so many times, and if you don't cheer for me, I will not get up. And that is the real bottom line of being an audience member. It's just, just cheer. Please. Just cheer so please. much. Yeah. There's nothing more uncomfortable than going off stage with $3 in your hands, and no one would look at you. It's true. Like, and no cheers as you're leaving. It's awkward. So, yeah. Share the love. Share the love. Show some love. And if you're not feeling like showing some love, drink a little more and see how you feel. And even, and if you're not feeling the love, still, get out. <laughs> get out. Maybe you're in the wrong headspace for this baby. That's this okay. is not a show for you to be mean. This is a show of love and like support and having a good time and if you're not in that headset headset if you're not in that headset baby and if you're not in that headspace get out i don't want to see you (laughs) no i'm dead serious you're bringing down the mood for everyone get out i mean okay so here's the thing like i don't know some people aren't really into the club scene no for sure some people like aren't into it period like we we both like you know there's but if you there's willing- people are that wow, there's people out there that just literally do not like loud spaces, and maybe they'll maybe they'll clap or whatever. But like, I was about to say, if you willingly chose to go to this, and you do nothing, and you are upset the entire time, then maybe leave. Because there, it's maybe one- it's not for you tonight. Maybe it's, it's not. It's one thing if you're like, you got dragged there by a friend. I'm like, okay, you did your best. Like, I get it. It's not your thing. But if there is one, just. Empty set of eyes, just staring up at the audience for no reason. We're gonna try to make we're gonna try to make your night better, mm-hmm. and I hope I hope that we do. That that's it. That's live drag, baby. That's live drag, baby. So just have a good time. Bring tips, and if you see a performer fuck up, just pl- applaud them. Please. Applaud them, please. For the love of God, they need it. Yeah, and go to as many shows as you can because you will never know what you'll see. And also, if they do a good job, applaud them even more. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Period. So, from that, we're going to get into our looks of the week. Starting with Miss Anya Deke. Anya Deke. Oh my goodness, she's giving a sexy big bird. 
She, ah! <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. I screamed directly to the mic. Uh, uh, she, yeah, she's given us like a little sequin vest. She's given us a little f- yellow fur. I want to know how, where she got this, bitch. I love this. I love, I love And this the purple yellow. gems. We love a little um, opposite colors. It's almost like a, like a, like a little technicolor moment, like a little blue red, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sparkle. In any case, the composition is immaculate. Absolutely. The sparkles behind the hair. The hair is beautiful. She does a really good um, smaller drag eye that still is a very, very clearly a drag eye. Absolutely. Because that cut crease goes um, kind of above and over the, the brow bone. She's got that inner eye that's yeah. still kind of brown. I don't know. It's just, she's very, like, as natural as drag makeup can be, she's mm-hmm. very natural pretty. Natural beauty. Natural beauty. Uh, uh. And I don't know how you get your lips that glossy, bitch. I just don't. Me either. My lips are crusty. They are... Dusty. They they are the Grand Canyon at the end of the night. They are crossed. Yeah. But gorgeous. Anya Deek. On uh, Instagram, you can find her at uh, Anya, O-N-Y-A, underscore D-E-E-K. Woo! Yes. Next up, we have got... Venus Vixen. She is one of the girls we met in Anchorage when we performed there. Gorgeous. I mean, oh my goodness. This was for the Pride Festival, so of course she went all out. She's giving us seraphim. She's giving us midsummer. She's giving us vintage. Yes, with these victory rolls that then go... Is that victory rolls? Those are victory rolls. Yeah, that go into this long hair. I'm curious. They don't like... They they do curve They look like delicious cinnamon rolls. They do. Take a bite, take a bite. (laughs) Uh, The makeup is so soft and just... It is. It's so pretty. This is another, like... uh, I love drag. (laughs) I just like looking at people's eyes and being like, oh my god, that looks looks like your eye. Like, this looks so real. Like, it's so real. It's so real. Anyways, on this, like, head... Can we talk about this headpiece? It's gorgeous. Because she's got, like, these feather things coming out of it. She's got flowers. She's got gold leaflets. I love the composition of the headpiece. Mm -hmm. It perfectly complements this dress, which also... Oh, my God. Florals. The florals, the lace that go into the tulle underskirt. Oh, my gosh. It's Uh, huge. It it is beautiful. billowy. She is voluminous. We got some flowers down in the middle of the skirt. She does. Yeah, she continues the themes very well throughout the outfit. So this is a very well-composed outfit. Absolutely. If I do say so myself. Very well-composed. Gorgeous. Her, you can find her on Instagram at Venus underscore Vixen Official. All one word. That last part. Give her some love. Give her some love, please, Alaska sister. Oh, absolutely. Next up, we have got Blue Regard Kazoo. Blue Regard Q Kazoo. No, Blue. Blue. Formerly a Minneapolis sister, moved to Chicago. And she is giving us some 7-Eleven realness. She is, she is leaning on that LaCroix. Mm-hmm. She is in that dress that was worn by Aja. Ooh la la. It is a, it's that jean strip dress. Was that, uh, a, was that in Drag Race? I forget. I don't know. I, I think it was outside of Drag Race. Yeah, truly, I don't know. But it's like a, it's like a, it is made of strips of denim. Absolutely. And it's just, it flows gorgeously. She's got these uh, distressed jean boots. They're so cute. That are matching. And then, of course, she's wearing her signature B.U.I. And her platinum blonde human hair. Uh, 24 inches. Yeah, that's 24 inches. No, that's not 24 inches. No, no. Wait, oh, that's the one that goes all the way down to her butt that she just got. I don't. I don't know math, uh, but that goes down to her butt, and she's like decently tall. Like she's like I five. That, so- like she's five. What? Like I feel like she's my height. No, wait, is no. she? Either way, I think it's like thirty six inches of hair, maybe it, more. It's a lot of hair, it's baby. It's a lot of hair. It's a long ass thing. Okay, and it is. It's fabulous. It's flowy. It's, it's so good. It's gorgeous. You can find Blue on Instagram at b l e a u x b e a u x blue boo blue boo which. Translates to blow in French. No, it doesn't translate. It's like actually pronounced in French as blow. Are you sure? Yeah. I took a diction class. (laughs) This blow bow. Okay. That's how it would be pronounced in French. Wow. I took a French Dixon class. (laughs) You took some French Dixon ass? I, yeah. (laughs) That too. (laughs) And lastly, 
lastly, we have got Lunamuse. The one, the only, the spooky bitch of the Twin Cities, Lunamuse. She is on almost every episode now because she's constantly turning looks, and I can't help she but... She truly is, because for every one of those flip from brunches that she's in, she, like... Makes a whole new outfit. Makes a whole goddamn new outfit, bitch. And this was for the Gaga Ball, which happened a couple Chromatica days ago. Ball, I think was where a... Rock'em Sakura was there. Was it the Chromatica Ball, or was uh, it just the Gaga Ball? Maybe it was just the Gaga Ball. There, well, there was a Chromatica ball at one point. Uh, it was the Lady Gaga ball. Yep. There you go. Um, yeah, and there was Rock'em Sakura. Rock'em Sakura. She's in the first. She's in the first picture of this post. Worry not about that. This is about Luna. Ugh. And like this whole like it's basically the the look from the stupid love music video, but mm. it's a very flavored Luna. It's her yes. signature purple. She made that hair. She made that outfit. The choker is by somebody. That's by. Um, uh, it doesn't say in this. It post. was tagged in a different post. Uh, um, I think she did that hair. Did you say that already? She did yeah, the hair? She did, yeah, she did. She did the hair. She, she did, did most hair. of it. It's amazing. I just fucking I I love this. I love this whole thing. The reflective eyebrows she added. Not eyebrows. I headpiece. Would you say forehead piece? I don't glued know what to on. Call that. Actually, I think it is made of makeup. That's, I was just saying. I think that's drawn on. That's that's just impressive. She's so good. She's she's gorgeous. She's a fabulous performer. If you haven't seen Luna Muse, go to you a fucking... you got to see Luna Muse Go to a fucking Crave brunch. She's always there. Yeah. Beca- yeah. Specifically because she is fabulous and turns looks honey. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Give on, her some love. On Instagram, she is the Luna Muse, all one word. That's T-H-E-L-U-N-A-M-U-S-E. I bet people listen to this podcast just to hear me spell... Uh. <laughs> That's one reason. I know you do. I'll be back soon. Let's see. And then our name of the week. Oh, yeah. Our name of the week. Yes, we are at that point. And it is Pseudonym. Pseudonym. Oh, my goodness. And she's she's a fairly new queen, right? That's like, that's like meta. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's not her real name. It's her pseudonym. It's her pseudonym. <laughs> I love it's, that. It's dumb. I like it. Um, and yeah, she's, she's like, kind of a, she doesn't post a lot, but she's, she's, is she newer? She's newer. I mean, she posts recently, which is awesome. Yes. Hell um, yeah. We love it. Yeah. Check her out. I love this name. It's so fun. And that's, uh, pseudonym drag. That's S-U-D-E-N-I-M-D-R-A-G. Pseudonym Su- drag. Denim. Pseudonym. Yeah. Pseudonym. Pseudonym. For all they're worth. Absolutely. Take their money. Uh, uh, uh. All right, well, we are going to take a quick little break, and then we'll be moving on to our interview with Sisyphus Toppus. Sissy Tops of Queerdo. Ooh, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. This episode of Drag Me With A Spoon podcast is brought to you by Fruity Wigs. Hi, Fruits. It's your girl, Miss Avocado and Miss Ma'am. Have you heard that I'm selling wigs now? She's taking commissions and doing auctions. You get a wig. She gets a wig. They get a wig. Everybody's getting wigs. So check us out at, at on Instagram at Fruity Wigs or check us out on our website, www.dragmewithaspoon.com forward slash Fruity Wigs. Okay, bye, Fruits. Now back to your featured content. Please well, welcome to the podcast, the off, 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 off Broadway, baby, Sissy, Sissy Tops. Tops. Oh my God, hi. Hi, <laughs> how are you? I'm delightful. I am a little tired, but I'm great. Uh, the coffee is really, it's, you know, mm-hmm. she's big and she's ready to go. Most definitely. Absolutely. Well, really quick for the record, what are your pronouns in and out of drag so that uh, folks can address you properly? In drag, always she, her, out of drag, he, she, Regis, and Kathy Lee, I don't care as long as you call me. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I love that. That's a good I line. like that answer. <laughs> so how long, how long have mm-hmm. you been doing drag? Actually, ironically, this is a great week for this. Monday was my three-year drag birthday. Oh. Oh, okay, work. Exciting. To the very day. So three years as of this last week, but I feel like um, this last year counts as like a, like a remediary re- year because we didn't, mm-hmm. we, but, well, no, F that. We all performed and we figured out new ways to do True. it. So um, th- yeah, three years, three. <laughs> we knew she was a cancer. <laughs> I am. I, well, and I am too. My birthday's on the 7th, ah! so. Oh, happy almost birthday. Um, So how would you describe your drag? For anyone who doesn't know who Sisyphus Tapas is. um... Sisyphus (laughs) Tapas! 
I love what people do with my name. Jeannie calls, uh, the other Jeannie Rotel always calls me um, Sassy Toopy. <laughs> Sassy Toopy. I have no idea where it came from. Um, last night I called her the Hot Mess Express, and now that's going to stay. So, absolutely. And she, she came out and flipped me off, and I said, I said Express. That means you are fast, okay? It's a good thing. <laughs> absolutely. You're the outlet in the mall that people know about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, my drag. Oh, God. Um, I don't, I guess. Um, honestly, if I had to boil it down to an elevator pitch, I like to dress up like a lady and sing songs. Um, so that's, uh, I try to kind of like, everything in my brain is always like, uh, going 150 miles a minute. And I think that is characterized very well by sissy spastic (laughs) behavior in most, most cases. Um, but I think it's like that plus, um, have you heard of, um, Meow Wolf? Have you like watched any of the Omega Mart anything? No. no. What is that? Okay, so Meow Wolf is like this incredible artistic collective, and they put together this really, it's gone like mega viral, but it's like um, they put together this like uh, grocery store, and w- one of their products describes, uh, describes my drag perfectly, and it's peanut-free salted peanuts. <laughs> what? <laughs> Salt. Yeah, I mean, that's just it, is it's like, it takes you a while to get around about in there, but it's really funny and there's always a punchline. Uh, so that's kind of, I, I'm either in that realm or I'm singing really, really, really intense ballads and there's like no in between. <laughs> we loved it. We love it. I'm writing that down. I wrote that down. Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf. Yeah, they're incredible. It's you Go watch the advertisements. They're unbelievable. They're all, you, there's okay. like a whole series of them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, and we always... We always love the singing. I remember uh, seeing you at Stockholm. I think that w- that was literally the first time that I've seen you perform live. I've seen you on Queerdo, on the internet Queerdo. Uh-huh. Uh, and, like, that was that was impressive. The mic cut out. You just, you filled the room. <laughs> I, I, my voice teacher always told me that there were two types of singers. There's tweeters and there's woofers. Uh-huh. And the woofers can fill the whole space that they're in. And I think you're a woofer, ma'am. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I'm a tweeter. I'm wimpy and I need a mic. (laughs) I was, um, I was like, I was a little pressed about it because, um, you know how it feels when you have to really push. Singer's, singer's worst fucking nightmare. Worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, but, but, but I was like, it's their first fucking pride. And like, I want to give these kids a goddamn show. And they like paid their $25. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, I, I pushed as hard as I could, as safely as I could. And I, I only blasted out one time and uh, my voice only hurt for one day and I was very good to it the next day. I did all my my um, my uh, warm ups twice instead of once and all of that. I'm on vocal I, rest. I can't talk. I mean, you, I hate to be that queen, but it's like, <laughs> no, so but like it's true. It, it really it's like, like that. so inte- like literally, especially like yesterday, I had three shows right in a row. And okay. so I did, you know. 10 numbers yesterday all saying and then I hosted all of the shows as well so I was like today I'm doing this podcast and then the rest of the day I'm drinking my hot tea and playing Pokemon there you go (laughs) ideal day you know I think I deserve it you watch and then Carino is going to text me and tell me she needs help with her costume I actually should look at my text message I bet she will I guarantee can I cut sequins on your kitchen table that is not (laughs) happening y'all did I tell you about that yeah Oh my God. So Cradio came over and she was like trying to get her costume made and stuff. And I was like, I'm so happy to help, but you will not be cutting sequins at my house. And she's like, why? And I was like, uh, you know what? I will give you the dirt devil and you can sit with it. And every four inches you cut, you need a vacuum. I was like, because yeah. I, yeah. I didn't cut sequin in my old apartment for a full year. And I still found it when we were moving out. And I'm like, oh, we are goodness. not, we are very tidy people. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. Oh my god, we we have a stack of sequin fabric that we're afraid to touch because like leather needles. First of all, never worked with them. Upholstery needles. I don't know what we're supposed to use. I was just saying, I don't know if you have any suggestions, but on and sequin, then, uh, yeah, because yeah, like apparently a... it punctures the sequin really well. Yeah. Oh well, first of all, just so slow. Don't oh. pedal to the metal. So there's that. Yes, yes, speed racer. Uh, I'm the queen of the pedal to the metal. <laughs> also, if you're gonna do it like the real way, what you're actually supposed to do is seam rip all the sequin off for the entire yeah. uh, seam allowance. So if you want it to last, do that, and then use bias tape to like finish the seams on the inside. But uh, Lord knows, none of us are doing that. It's no. not happening. No, no. That's about that's like the, three that, days. That's how you're supposed to do it. 
<laughs> I know. It's like, I am not doing that for a pullover gown. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> no. That's a lot of wine, and that's a lot of anime to, to watch oh, while you're just and stitch ripping. Literally. I won't do it. No. No, I, I will I will I will actually go and just buy a pack of new needles and pray for the best. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I made it. an entire two dresses in a row without breaking a needle on sequins, so I felt really good about myself. Ooh, that's <laughs> a seamstress. Did you just punch right through the se- the the sequins or did you like or did you do the stitch ripping all that? No, I didn't do the stitch ripping. I just was very careful and slow and kind of moved things around as needed. <laughs> wow. I too like to live dangerously. I bury that. <laughs> yeah. I also did it on my shit machine so that if it broke, I was like, well, it's a shit machine. Well, it's fine. Th- yeah, yeah that's know. valid. That's valid. <laughs> so uh, we got a little sidetracked, but we got, okay. So we talked about Queer Out. You're one of the organizers. How mm-hmm. did that come to be? Um. So, okay. I was living in New York City and I've been friends with the other Jeannie Rattel slash Spencer for a long time. We've known each other for, God, I don't know, 10, 10 years or so. Oh, wow. Um, and we hadn't talked in a few years because I was gone and he had moved away and blah, 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 blah. And I had seen that he had started doing a lot of drag when he moved back here. And I had, ju- like, my very first time ever going out in drag was actually at DragCon New York City. Um, oh. And I was moving back the weekend. Nope. Was it? That was like the last fun thing I really did in New York before I moved back. Mm. Um, And so I had just reached out to him to be like, hey, I would love to like, let's, you know, do something together. It'd be super fun. We both have, we have like a really similar, we have a mentality sense of humor that like bounces well off each other. Mm, So um, I was like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And he's like, oh, I'm actually just starting this group Queerdo uh, if you want to apply for one of our guest spots. So I applied for guest spots for the first four Queerdo, three, for the first three Queerdo shows. And then they asked me to become a cast member after that. Um, And then basically, like, as we started to grow, um, I've worked in advertising for a really long time as a as an account person. So it was my job Mm. to, like, find new business and write contracts and all of that um, Mm. and to help maintain business relationships with the existing clients. And so I'm always in business mode, like all the time when when it comes to drag i'm like constantly thinking like okay what can i do here what can i do there what can i do there how can i build this what can i do there and Mm -hmm. so it basically turned into a situation where i had business know-how and they had know-how in other places that i didn't so we just all happened to have skill sets that helped do something different and Mm -hmm. so then i kind of morphed into like a like a business manager type person and then Jeannie was like doing more of the show directing and then Trisha was is like wildly organized so she's been kind of our like behind the scenes producer and then Seamus knows like everything about accessibility and about um representation and all of these things that are super important to our mission mm-hmm. statement so we just started to Match build heaven yeah it just it worked out yeah because I had never really met the other two at all um and then Basically, like, as we grew, we were just trying to figure out a way that we could, like, especially with the expansion of our cast, we'd always wanted to expand our cast, but we wanted to do it in a way that was really equitable because we weren't taking any money for ourselves. Everything that we made was going out to the people we hired. Mm -hmm. So um, we decided to format ourselves as a collective and cooperative. So everything that comes in goes out evenly. So it's Mm -hmm. really motivating for everybody um, to just, like, work harder, make more money. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of how it happened. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I I definitely relate. I'm the business manager of this duo. Um, <laughs> yes, I also I work in marketing, so you I'm may notice like, she posts once a week. What do you do in marketing? Once every two months. Uh, I'm the <laughs> social media manager for a marketing company for two year colleges. So we work exclusively with two year colleges to help them market and build their enrollment and whatnot. So, but I do the marketing for the company that does the marketing. So yeah. So I'm like doing B two B content marketing all the time of like blog oh writing gosh. and we're. We're podcasting and making videos, and that's so. Then I'm just taking all of that that I learned from work, and I'm like, and I'm gonna put it into drag now. I was gonna say that's fully how Drag Me with a Spoon was born. Our Sorry, cat, our cat's for being a trash can. <laughs> but yeah, that dog's over here bopping around. So, <laughs> but that's how Drag Me with a Spoon was born. Was I was like, well, I'm doing this at work, and it's easy. So why can't I just do that for drag and make drag more accessible? Of like, here's blogs about makeup skills and what you need for a show and are you new to drag do this do that like not not like you know gatekeeping but just like here's some suggestions and help from people and also here's our podcast and i'm just like let's content market 
Hey, so. get it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh <laughs> it's it's a lot of fucking work. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the regular uh the regular audience goer understands uh even no matter what level you're at how much ridiculous amount of work it takes to like just get out there in a dress. Mm-hmm. Besides mm-hmm. all of the other shit that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Three hours of makeup. <laughs> Every fucking day. Six hours to make a wig. Yeah, all that. Three hours to make a dress. Like, depending on your... I mean, three well, hours? Like, My God. Couple days. We do, we do like, basic A-lines. That's what, I was, that's what three <laughs> hours say, does. I just throw together a quick, you know, and then oh we're, my God. we're good to go. <laughs> say, we don't make custom octopus tentacles for ourselves. Okay. Because we don't know how to do that. But... <laughs> Those are those cool. are busted. They need to get redone. That whole costume is a mess. <laughs> I, I loved it. I for one well, did not see you. a seam. But <laughs> yes, there's a hem here. There's a hem here. I made a hem. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you look, there's a hem. Everywhere you look, there's a hem. Speaking of that Ursula number, so yeah, you are a singer. Where did you learn how to sing? And like, how long have you been singing? My whole entire life. Uh, I annoyed oh, the oh. shit out of everybody around me as a child because. Um, my family referred to me as Twiddle Toes because <laughs> I was always just like bopping around and singing. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, passion for music started with, I think the first, okay, this is going to, yeah, the first artist that like I really fell in love with was ZZ Top. <laughs> um, Work. My music tastes uh, lean quite left of center. Uh, I'm not like a pop music queen by any means. Mm-hmm. I'm like a... Joni Mitchell, Brandy Carlisle kind of gal myself. Um, yes. So uh, basically, I fell in love with like blues music, and then that led to like I went into like a really intense like metal moment for many years, and then um, always kept the seven. Basically, any anyone that performed at like the 1967 Monterey Music Festival is like. <laughs> That's very specific. I love it. Uh, okay, if you have not watched it, it is unfucking believable. There is a moment that I think is like is like so pinnacle of like how I feel when I perform with Queerdo. There's a moment where Mama Cass is sitting in the audience in the very front row and she's watching Janis Joplin sing. And she's sitting in the front row and just mesmerized by her. And it's like it's so incredible to watch these two people that are just like icons of, of voice and performance be just enamored with each other. And like, so that whole era of music where it was still really about sharing and still really mm-hmm. about the community and still really about like this like combined total message that they were trying to create was so impactful to me and like so important to the formation of like why my love of music exists. It's not just the song. It's also the community. It's also the culture. So yeah. like, um, I grew up in a really fucked up home situation, so I always mm-hmm. just really like gravitated towards. I- I've always just like hid in music. That's like my hiding space. It sounds so fucking corny. I hate saying that, but it's true. I mean, the found family performance—that's real, absolutely. Like, especially since like backstage, everybody seems to be like I don't know. It's it's really nice to be back and with people and just talking again backstage. Oh my gosh, it's it gives you so much energy and such like a. A unique way that you can't really, you just can't get it anywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's totally a drug. <laughs> totally. Correct. Because your love, your love, your love. Your love. Is my is drug. my yeah. drug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like your beard. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> That's, That's the end be- of that song. It's not a beard, it's a double chin, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, we talk, oh wait, let's see, wait. We talked about, blah, 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 blah. We love, a, we love a trip up. Sorry. We were talking about your podcast before. You are a fellow podcaster. Tell uh-huh. us about Standards of Beauty and where that idea came from. Oh, the SOB podcast, Sob Squad. Uh, Sob Squad. Okay. Yeah, we call ourselves the Sob Squad. Um, how it Son happened. Of Son of a beauty. We, uh, <laughs> how it happened was we, um, the other Jeannie Rattel and I were asked to do an NPR spot with Angela Davis. Um, who Work. Were, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it like blew my mind because I'm a huge NPR listener, and like, it was so funny because when I got there, I was like, Angela was like, I made jokes about like, do you even know who I am? And I was like, girl, I listen to you every day. Like, I was like, I literally listen to your show every day. I was like, and I was like, honestly, I'm really weird about. I don't get starstruck by like famous people often, 
but there are like really weird pockets of people. Like if I ever met Parker Posey, I think I'd shit my pants. And like uh, uh, one of them is like, I'm obsessed with Mike Balcahy. I think he has the most soothing voice. He does the um, he does this podcast uh, called Polycast for Minnesota Public Radio, and oh, it's okay. like it's just a t- touch base on weekly politics in Minnesota. But oh, wow. for some reason, I just find him so comforting and wonderful. And I told her that, and she okay. She like literally pulled me out of the room. I'm in full drag, mind you. Pulls me out of the room and goes and knocks on a door. It's a board meeting with all 20 members of the NPR public, like the public radio board. Opens the fucking door in the middle of the meeting and is like, Mike Mulcahy, this is one of your biggest fans. I'm standing there in a dress. And I literally just, (laughs) I'm like, like, "Uh, it looks like you're doing something important, but I really love you. (laughs) I just want to I'm so nervous. (laughs) That bitch. She's just like, all right. On the spot, here we go. Yes. So, yeah. um, so that's how it started because we were both really nervous because I like I, I no one likes the sound of their own voice, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so we we went and it was so fun and so successful. She had messaged us saying that it was one of the most listened to podcasts. It was really really cool, and we were on we were actually live on air too. All of that it was really really fun, um, but the. Uh, after that, we were just like, that was so fun. We should like do something. And then a few months later, we were talking, it got brought up again, like, oh, what should we do? What should we do? And then uh, COVID happened and we were like, oh, well, <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> so we had already had all these ideas. And the reason we landed on America's Next Top Model is because um, it's something that was like so formative to both of our queer upbringings. Like, the thing we talk about often is like, yes, it is massively problematic. And that's what we spend a lot of time dissecting. The mm-hmm. other thing that needs to be mentioned is that it was so groundbreaking and that it showed queer people as experts instead of caricatures. Mm-hmm. So um, we didn't think of Mr. J as like this, like Jack McFarlane character. We thought of him as like, holy shit, this dude knows everything and he is so fucking sick. Like, everyone took him seriously. Miss J, she didn't allow people to not take her seriously. That Mm. was a moment, you know what I mean? So for us, it was like a moment where we could see representation of the types of people we were um, being seen as a professional and not as a joke. Um, Mm. And that was so important to our formative years. And then like that and making fashion accessible and just like all of these things did, it did a really good job of and all these other things it did a really bad job of. So we were like, we love to talk positive and we love to talk shit. So let's do it. Um, And then, yeah, it just, honestly, it just kind of all happened. uh, And then, and and then it ended up, we're we're doing well. It's awesome. So yeah. It's yeah, that's 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 what ha- happened. Basically, we got that's really high happened. in a park and decided that's what we were going to do. <laughs> that's, that's where the best ideas come from. You know. exactly. <laughs> I, did you okay, wait. I heard I remember hearing earlier this year that you got one of the the models from an earlier season to like, what was it? Retweet or come on your podcast? Which was oh, it? Oh, no, 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 no. We've had probably 20 contestants listen to the podcast and reach out to us at this point. What? Love yeah. That. So winner of season one, Adrian, she is, uh, she had listened to the whole show, uh, messaged us about how much she loved it. And she loved that we were like being honest about it. And, um, oh, and the other thing is like, we called it standards of beauty specifically because it's like, there is this massive beauty standard that we all know and fight against, obviously. Mm-hmm, but Jeannie and I are two fat bitches who, you know, <laughs> we have a lot to say about it. And it's, it's, um, so it's kind of also bringing in that layer of like fat phobia and how underlaying it is in every fall thing that we do see and watch and, and consume so mm-hmm. that was the additional layer but yes a bunch of the contestants Joanna House has uh, messaged us Joanna winner of season 2 um, we've had uh, 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 Carrie D English uh, mm. we've had and she actually is from where I went to college and high school so she's from Fargo oh. she went to oh. I used to serve her at this coffee shop in Fargo all the time. Oh, up in Fargo. Yeah, and back when she still folks? had back when she still had a bunch of psoriasis and stuff before she was famous. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. We basically, uh, much like you, marketing. I decided to do some very creative tagging, uh, mm-hmm. and it it worked to our favor. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Apparently, it's a very popular show, as far as I can tell. So I was gonna say, I'm 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 glad it has taken off. We're so. I used to I used to watch a little bit of uh, America's Next Top Model with my sister growing up, and you were exactly right about Miss J and stuff because she was the original Miss Thing trademark. Trade. Like, 
Just do you know why? Do you know how she ended up going by Miss J? No. Oh my god! So we were like mind blown because we didn't know where it came from and they didn't really talk about it. It's because of Robin from season wow. one. Really? Yep. Robin Wait. from Cycle One called her Miss J and called Miss and called the other J Mister J, and that's where it came from. And it just stuck forever. It just Cute. stuck. Yep. Just stuck. Even though she's a crazy person. <laughs> Work. Um, she's, the, okay, she's the one who wouldn't even address uh, one of the other contestants' girlfriends because she doesn't associate with gay people. Uh huh. You got to go back and watch Cycle One. Oh it is God. a I gotta go watch and it a half. Again. Yeah, it's That's really something wild. else. Yep. Is yep, it yep, on yep. Netflix and stuff or like? It's, it's on the Hulu. Hulu. It's the on the Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got the Hulu. That. Yep. That and Ebony and Ebony, our queer sister, she she's reached out to us as well. She's a delight. Oh. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, speaking of fashion, your outfits are always extremely stunning. Where <laughs> did you learn to sew? And who are some of your inspirations? Uh, well, thank you. I am trying. Uh, I'm try- trying to step my pussy up. I'm not making costumes anymore. I'm actually using my skills and making garments because I'm tired of being lazy for myself. Absolutely. Um, lining <laughs> bias tape. Hey, listen. I've got all my all my new garments are lined. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> yes, God. There's a lining here. There's a lining there. Uh, so, um... I learned how to sew. I basically have always made things. My um, my family was, like I said, totally crazy and very big, but they're all super conservative and like very much uh, pure, unadulterated white trash. Let's just be honest. Mm. And um, so me being a creative faggot as a little kid was like not welcomed except for my grandmother. So my grandma, extremely, extremely unbelievable, very gifted um, bead worker um, and sewer. So she kind of taught me, basically I would go stay with her and we would just like craft the whole time. Um, But I, I, I have always been very um, self motivated. So Mm -hmm. um, rather than fight my ADHD, I've just kind of leaned into it. Um, okay. And then I went to college for costume design um, and makeup design. And then um, just have, I've just always, always made shit. Like I do knitting for TV shows. I am constantly sewing or making hair or something. I I am very fidgety. I'm like literally picking the glue off my fingernails right now so that I don't play (laughs) with this case because I do it all the time and it pisses Jeannie off. Oh, I feel that though. So I did, it's more of like a channeling my fidgety nature into something um into something fun and beautiful and um my inspirations often come from I'm very very obsessed with fashion. I mm-hmm. I, I like legitimately I get all I still get all the magazines. I read them cover to cover every single month. Love. Um so I tend to be a lot more inspired by things of old i love the 80s and 90s the most i love a shoulder pad moment i love love monochromatic i love anything that's like pattern fucked um so uh it it just depends i go through phases like i'm like Mm -hmm. right now i'm making only 80s looks i just did a whole like series of looks that are all inspired by gila roche she's one of my favorite designers and then um, I did a whole bunch of looks that were inspired by Vivian Westwood, and so I'm I'm I've been pocketing away things that people haven't seen yet. Ooh, there you <laughs> so, go. Well, it's too hot. I can't wear them. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Oh my god, I can't like you contemplate like putting an ice pack under your clothes, just like a mascot at a football game. You know what oh, I mean? No, act maybe like not. I don't. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not joking, bitch. If I wear my silicone titties, you best believe there are ice-cold towels underneath them. Oh, That's smart. I need to do that. I I was going to say, Miss Ma'am wore titties with nothing under it, and she would just feel the beads of sweat. Every couple minutes, you just feel (laughs) down the spine of your back, like one drip, and you're like, Oh, I'm a sweaty hoe. That is like... I I move one arm outside, and I am fully drenched. So, like, if I have to wear my silicone titties, I've got... I made a towel for myself that has two little armholes, and I just (laughs) slap slap it over my body with ice cold water and then I put another one on top of it and then I put the titties on so that there's one to be wet, one to sop it up. (laughs) Listeners, I hope you're taking notes. (laughs) This is how breastplates are worn. Listen, it's, it's a challenge. It is. Oh, it fucking is. We have to, like, she's born again every time we do. Well, I have the t-shirt one. I don't know which one you use. I have one that goes, it goes all the way up to here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it goes up to my neck, and then it's like a tank top. So it's like a crop top. Yeah. That's yeah. That's, that's the, the one, one I have. 
And just, it is like being born again every time through that she, neck hole. She needs my whole, like my hands to be the jaws of life for her, so we don't smear all of her makeup off. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, I always have to do. I do the. I do the. Yeah. The, yeah. the crown the vase hands. Vase hands. <laughs> vase <Yes>. hands. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. No, it's awful. And then it just like pulls up on the chin and gives you a double chin every time. And a I'm little like, extra double. Oh chin. no! It pulls me down. It gives me really. Just like, oh yeah. I well, I figured out how to like. Get it right in there so it just pulls mine up a little bit. Ah, I'm gonna have to experiment a little bit. You gotta tuck it in. Yeah. Tuck it in. Yeah, just like pop it right at the base and it just pulls it up a little bit. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Very that. I'm gonna have to give that a try. Um, well, speaking of tips, uh, so this is the part of our show where we ask you three quick dra- drag tips that you would give to any drag performer, brand new, seasoned, whatever you think are the most important tips for drag. Oh shit! Okay. Go, <laughs> um, or at least important to you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and don't worry about silence. We'll just cut out whatever. It, I mean, it okay. Have here to be we like, go. Here we go. Yeah. Number okay, one. Here we go. Krylon TV paint stick is not for everyone, and don't let anyone tell you it's what you have to use. Fuck period. period. Thank you. Oh my god. So yeah. anyone who tells you that you have to use Krylon paint stick, they're full liars. I that don't shit like them. literally won't. No, it won't stick to my face. I have lizard oh. skin. I have lizard skin. I have to okay. use three different primers <laughs> just to get makeup to stay to my face. <laughs> I'm not kidding, because oh, my, yeah. face, my face, re- my mom is the same way, rejects any makeup, period. Like, it just, it, is it, it like, just dry? Is it like, no, I'm like? so, okay. I have co- very combo skin. So from like here to here, so dry. Mm-hmm. Here, very oily. Here, totally fine. The rest of it's great. Oh. But any makeup over, like, basically, like, here, completely mm-hmm. falls off. Oh, oh my, my god. goodness. And when I tell you falls off, I've literally watched a sheet of Krylon come down my nose. That sounds so. like gross and also like really satisfying to watch though. <laughs> it was not because I was at a show. It was not satisfying. That's okay, <laughs> that's fair. Never mind. I was upset. Um, I believe it. I believe so that. number one, Krylon TV paint stuck is not God's answer to fucking foundation. Period. Point mm-hmm. blank. End of story. Number two, don't let anyone fucking tell you that drugstore makeup isn't good. Because yep. they are also liars. Uh, half of my routine, and I would say that I makeup is probably where I feel the strongest in most cases. Mm-hmm. Number two, I would say half my routine is drugstore. There yeah. are amazing products out there. You do not have to spend a lot of money. You just have to figure out what works for you. So you'll spend money along the way, but trying five different $5 concealers is better than buying a $25 Becca concealer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Agreed. Um, and number three, quick drag tips. Um, try your reveal before you do the show. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Just true. try it at home so a true, couple Bestie. times. It's not... Listen, I've made the mistake. Absolutely. And if you're going to do a reveal, just try it at home first. Mm-hmm. And, like, ask a good Judy. If you don't have a good Judy... Just like message someone in the community that you know is not an asshole. And, you know, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to ask questions. I ask questions all the time. You can learn something. You can learn something from every fucking person around you, whether they're whether you think they're better than you or not. Period. Correct. And that's why we do this segment, because we're yeah. like, what do you have to offer? Everybody's got tips. Everyone's got tips. Yeah. So, so try the reveal at home. Drugstore makeup is good and can be very good. And Krylon TV paint stick is not it. It's not it. Yeah. It's a waste of my money. Yeah, well, it's like $26, That's what I'm saying. I can get more of my foundations for that. And it blends terribly. Oh, yeah, the blending's not fun either. And use a goddamn primer. Stop saying that primer primer doesn't matter. It does. Okay, I believe it now. I was one of the biggest proponents of, like, primer's a lie, primer's fake. I just lotion my face and everything's fine. And then I used a primer for Stockholm this last weekend when I was in drag for 14 hours for the first time of my life. And, yeah, yeah, my face stayed on. And (laughs) it was, oh, my God, I primed my eyes, bitch. I don't. (laughs) Oh, I prime everything. Yeah, that's fair. I I put primer all the way down my titties. I don't blame you. Is there a difference between eye primer and, like, face primer, or is it, like, all the same shit? It depends on what you're doing. So, like, I use, like, okay, here's what I do. Okay. It's Okay, it's actually five primers. I just say three because people think I'm crazy. Five primers. 
I know it. it's absurd. Okay, so I use a I use a blurring one on my nose because I have mm-hmm. very very big pores and I am mm-hmm. like psychotic about my skincare. I just can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then so I use a blurring one here, and then I use an oil over my whole face except for my nose, and then mm-hmm. I wait for all of that to sink in, and then I use a jelly primer from here to here, and then do my eyes, and then I use two jelly primers on the outside. But before all of that. I use Mayron Skin Prep and Prime because it keeps you from sweating. The oh. issue is it moves your sweat to other places. So it like comes out the so, sides? Like what? Listen, I wore bangs <laughs> last night. Uh-huh. And I was sweating from the top of my fucking head. Oh my it was God, coming no. down into my eyes. At one point, I almost stuck a napkin under my wig. So I was like, this is absurd. I had <laughs> never prep and primed all the way up my forehead before. I'll never do that again. But um, yeah, so it's like, you know, it's the layers. It's the layers of the primer, but it's all small layers and tasteful layers. You just have to learn what it feels like when your skin's ready. Like mine, Mm. I like Mm -hmm. a jelly primer because you can like feel it when it gets a little tacky. And then you're like, oh, okay, she's ready. She's ready. ready. So I do that over my whole face. And then I use uh, P. Louise over my whole eyeball to get get it ready for for the shadows. Of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So That is a product is... that is worth the $12. Get mm. fucking P. Louise base. That shit's bomb. P. Louise. P. Louise. You've never tried it? No. no. Y'all. It can it's make the shittiest. P. Louise base. It's the business. That. And then it's, I, I, I was always like, no, 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 no. I don't need to buy another P. Louise. This is stupid. They have a secondary product called Blank Canvas. Uh-huh. And it's like a thicker version. And when I tell you, that's how I get those really super sharp cut creases. It Ooh. blankets everything. It's incredible. So P. Louise base and and rumor. I, I like rumor number two. It's my fave. And then um, P. Louise base and blank canvas. They are like fully 100% worth it. So oh worth goodness. it. Okay. I'm, I'm literally taking notes right now. It like, but you, you have, watch their, watch their Instagram because it'll tell you how to use it. There is a little okay. bit of a technique to it. Cause it's more of like, um, what you do is you leave it wet. Uh, it stays wet. It doesn't dry down. And then oh, you, okay. pow- you like basically pound your eyeshadows into it. And then you like it, like the pigment will double on any eyeshadow that you've ever used. Like it's nuts okay. and it will not move. It will not budge and it will blend like a beast. So Highly recommend. Yeah. Go watch okay. how they do it. It is worth the extra. It's worth the twelve dollars and the extra ten minutes it's going to take you to get your eyes prepped. Promise, pinky swear. Okay. Hell yeah, sounds good. I use I use way too much goddamn eyeshadow. Um, cause mm, we all do. That's, the, that's like the the thirty minute part of my fucking face is just the eyes. Just thirty minutes. All oh. just blend. Blah, 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 blah. Get the that's next. That's if I do a quick shade. eye. Most of my eyeshadow, like my really intense eyeshadow looks, I have ones that have taken me five hours just to do the eyes. <laughs> Well, that yeah, one. no, you're, she's a makeup queen. This one where I have like all these like brown squiggly lines coming up oh, and down yeah, from my yeah, eyes. Yeah. That took me six and a half hours. <laughs> oh <my> wow. <laughs> the dedication. I mean, the blending was immaculate. Yes. So. Thank you. It was the first time I got uh, hit up by a makeup company. So I wanted to really do mm, the damn do thing. It's my first PR list. It's so great. Ooh. I love getting free makeup. There you go. <laughs> I just got free stuff yesterday, too. I was like, this yes. is wonderful. <laughs> She's sponsored. I am. It's fine. Yeah, that's I so like exciting. It. I want more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is in the works right now for Sissy Tops? Oh my gosh. Um, well, Queerdo is about to make some uh, expansion announcements in the next couple of months. We have Ooh. a bunch of really exciting things happening. Um, other than that, for me, I, I just... Come to fucking Twin Spirits Distillery on Wednesdays. It is literally the best time. Um, okay. We have a show there every Wednesday at 8 p.m. It fills up every single week, so make reservations. We're usually out of reservations by Sunday. Okay. And it's like 100, All right. And it's like 150 people, so it's not like Hell a yeah. small venue. Um, well, last week they had – last week on Wednesday, we had a big celebration for Jeannie's birthday, and um, – the owner came out and she's like, this is the busiest we've ever been. And I was like, I know, isn't it great? And she goes, no, this is the busiest my business has ever been. So it, yeah, it's Aww. like, we're, we're getting crazy. It's like really building there. It's so much fun. Cute. And the vibes are just, we'd love to support female and lo- female owned local business. Uh, so um, 
mostly just come in, just come and see me. And I'm trying to make new beautiful costumes. I really want to step my pussy up. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to be so fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, Goals for 2021. <sighs> right. Always. And, always. Goal for and, every day of life. Yes. <laughs> yes. And lastly, where can people find you? Oh, gosh, you can find me at sissy.taps on the Instagram and the tickety-tock. And that's oh, pretty much oh, the yeah. only place I live. I fucking hate Facebook. So if me I post too. there, it's because I accidentally went on to send a message to somebody. <laughs> but what about our 50-year-old-plus fans? No, I'm kidding. Oh, my know. God. Well, they can find me on Instagram. And if they can't find me on Instagram, they don't need to be finding me. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I told like 20 people last week that Instagram is the LinkedIn for drag queens. If you want to find us, you go there. Period. That, oh my God, the LinkedIn for drag queens. Not that. It is so true. <laughs> it is factual and accurate. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank, thank you, you for, for having me. This is a delight. Yeah.